that's what I thought. Oh, and that was that was a weird thing. And it's like, why did she think Cheetah? Like, I know she's supposed to be Cheetah, <laughs> but they, they literally just show Cheetah, like, leopard shoes once. No, no, no. There was one other time that they show, like, a leopard, and a, you have to really look for it. It's behind her in one of the scenes where she's, like, looking at the dreamstone or one of those well, things. Like, couldn't even just, like, a small scene, like, when they go out to lunch, she just kind of geeks out about like, some kind of animal. Yeah, of Cheetahs. It was like, I know that's kind of spoon feeding things a little bit more. <laughs> it kind this... of would have made a little bit more logical sense. This will mean nothing to you, but for like a subsection of all the people sure. who are listening, it is the queerest thing to base your entire existence on a pair of shoes. <laughs> <laughs> all right, fair enough. <laughs> all right. Welcome everybody to Movie Masochist, the podcast where two friends try to find the fun in painful films. I am your host, Kim, alongside with... Hi, I'm Joby. Welcome to our inaugural episode. Oh my gosh, we are about to talk about the movie of 2020, Wonder Woman 1984. Wow, I, I guess it really would be the movie of 2020, considering <laughs> nothing else really came out. It was a very highly anticipated movie. We knew going to the end of the year, it was like, oh yeah, we get to watch this thing. So Finally. Really, I... Yeah. I was excited to watch this film of how many times it got pushed and uh, we have a lot of opinions. <laughs> so what we're going to do here is we're going to give you three good things and three bad things. During our rewatches, we wrote these things down in secret. We don't know what each other wrote down. It's going to be a surprise and we're just going to let the conversation go from there. On top of that, we're just going to give you our basic feelings and thoughts as we're going through it before, after, what have you. I think that's everything, right? I think so, too. I'm going to toss this out there right away. Okay. And it feels really odd to say this. Obviously, I have a lot more bad things than good things. I did struggle to find said good things. But somehow, at the same time, I don't hate this movie for some reason. I don't oh know why. I don't, I don't hate it. It's weird. It's, it has become one of those movies where I'm not going to go out of my way to watch it. But if I'm bored on a Sunday and it's on TV, I'll probably just like toss it and be like, okay, cool. That's so it's fine. like your new age Harry Potter. Like, I don't want to watch Harry Potter again, but like, I if will. It's, if it's there, it's there. Yeah, it's become that movie for me. Mm-hmm. And that's been almost all the DCEU. Hmm. Not many of them have grasped my attention. We're like, I really need to watch this except for Shazam because I really love Zachary Levi. He's one of my favorite actors. I still need to watch that one. That is the one that I that's still on my list. Yeah, I heard did. it was a fun time. Yeah, they did a lot of good things with it. That's one I would actually go out of my way to watch. Everything else, if it's on and there's nothing else on TV and I'm just bored and I need something in the background, I'll toss it on. Hmm. Sure. This has turned into that movie for me, especially because now I've, I think I've rewatched it like three or four times now in this past oh, week. Obviously, first time you watch it, it's like, take it all in. Second mm-hmm. time, nitpick a little bit. Let me really see what they did with this scene, with that scene. Did they set up this extra scene? And I kind of realized, oh no, they actually did set up a couple more things that I thought they did the first time. But then like the subsequent third and fourth time, I think I actually stopped it early. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm good now. I'm just going to go to bed. You know where to like stop and like where yeah. it's like no longer good. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that was my kind of gut reactions after the fact. What do you think? What about you? I had a struggle the first time I was watching it because I had it like touch and go like I kept stopping to watch because I watched on Christmas and like we were all doing things but like Mm -hmm. watching it in one straight go I I felt like a a little bit more nitpicky the second time watching right and I felt like I kind of understood and saw where a lot of the criticisms people were having Mm -hmm. Um, I still think it was a fun time like it's a fun superhero movie yeah. And I think that it's entertaining. I think the problem is, and this is going to end up being in like one of my last like bad points, is that mm-hmm. it truly falters in the third act where I'm just like, yeah. I can no longer suspend my disbelief that this is superheroes. <laughs> I right. don't know why. It just falls apart so quickly. Mm-hmm. And I think we both had that opinion after the first one where a third act was rough. And honestly, I think every time I stopped the rewatch was pretty much at the third act. Mm. White House scene happens. We're good there. I know how the rest ends. It's good. I'm, I'm done. Yeah, I guess like the rewatches, it didn't really change my opinions on, on too much. 
so are you saying that you should just watch it once and get it over with and just like don't yeah rewatch it it's weird like i'm not opposed to rewatching. like if, if i were to talk to someone and they were like oh i haven't watched this do you mind watching this again i probably wouldn't tell them no i'll be like oh yeah sure let's put it on that's fine and then like maybe i can help them kind of like ease their like ease their pains and or like have this conversation with them so like at least i'm like i'm like that guy for them you're the guide <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm gonna hold your hand i'll be your sherpa it's fine or whatever <laughs> i don't know <laughs> we'll get through this together it's okay it, it's a rite of passage yeah. to get through this dc movie i think that to get me to watch this personally i would have to have like another person watching yeah because i feel like I would have a more enjoyable time making commentary about the film mm -hmm. versus like me sitting and like passively watching. Which one do you want to start with first? Do you want to start with the bad or start with the good? Can we start with the good? Because you and I have that long <laughs> list of bad and that will eat up we, so we much time. We only get three. We only get three. Remember <laughs> that. It's three of both. It is three that of That is true. <laughs> I have two for good. I can't think of like- I, I have three. Okay. But all of them are kind of like points adjacent. Oh, that's me with my bads though. Okay. So let's popcorn that. Let's go back and forth a little bit. I'll start just because I, I do have three. Okay. So I'll start, you go, and then that way we, we get to the point, right? Yeah. Um, I still love the scene, even though, even in my bad points, I was like, you could have condensed this down a little bit, but I actually really liked it was the Steve Trevor discovering the 80s. Hmm. I love that whole sequence just for the sake of it was a really good play on the first movie where Diana she's coming from Themyscira she's seeing the modern wonders that were the 1920s and he's like guiding her and be like oh no this is a thing that's a thing here's ice cream for the first time it's really it's a good cool. throwback yeah it's a really good throwback to have that and flip it so now he is seeing the modern wonders of the 80s and now she's guiding him, like legitimately holding his hand down an escalator and like guiding him through this. And that, that I thought that was really fun. They have really good on-screen chemistry. So despite the problematic of like, oh yeah, you brought him back from the dead, even though it's a comic book movie. Death is temporary sometimes and a lot of times in comic books. Mm. So to bring him back, to have that whole thing, to have that on-screen chemistry again, I really like that. Mm. That was one of my favorite points. So what about you? What, what's your first? My first was definitely Themyscira, like the very opening mm, scene. Yeah. I, as someone who loves like the lore behind things, I love seeing where somebody started. I think obviously we got more in the first movie. Mm -hmm. This also leans in towards the territory of like maybe very gray, but like I love seeing Themyscira. I just really wish there was more. We got like glimpses with, um, what is her name? I keep wanting to say, is it Asteria? Asteria, yeah. Okay. Asteria, yeah. I only, I keep confusing the names because I've been playing Hades and I'm like, Asterius. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the correct person. That's not the right guy. That's a different kind of Greek thing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is the wrong thing. Yep. Um, and we get glimpses of it and I kind of craved more. But I love mm -hmm. seeing the like backstory of like Tiny Diana and like it yeah. obviously sets up one of the big morals of the story which i know everyone's like it's really preachy but i'm like it's every yeah all these movies have to have like a thing at the end where it's like oh like this ties it together right like they're like, like an overall theme it's like we're gonna start with this we're gonna end with it like one of those um oh my god what is the phrase it's like if you show a loaded gun in the first act by the third act it has to be fired or something along those lines i cannot remember the oh. exact phrase of it there is, a, there is a film term or like a writing term that goes along with it. There is. But that's pretty much it. It's like, okay, you you gave her the moral of story in the beginning and now we get the benefits of it later on. Every moral story is going to have to be a little bit preachy to someone. Yeah. But yeah, how else would yeah. you end a movie though? Like, I'm not mad, but... Yeah. Oh, wait, hold on. Is it Chekhov's gun? I had to look this up. I think so. Yeah, that sounds right. Okay. I had it, to it... look that up because it was going to bother me... For, I know we're not experts, but Google yeah. is our friend. <laughs> yeah, that's what happens when you have a, a computer in your pocket. It was like, oh, real quick, just, oh, there it is. All right. We will have the answers yeah. for you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I liked it a lot only because it did show us like more of like the characters that we mm -hmm. had in the first movie. And yeah, the, it turns gray because I want more. Like I yeah. hope if there is a Wonder Woman 3, they show there's, up again. They, 
there will definitely be a Wonder Woman 3. And also for the sake of, and this was kind of part of one of my bad points, so I'll save it for later, but this movie feels like a stepping stone. So I'll, mm. I'll, I'll, I'll touch base on, on that later. But it's, to transition off of what you said with Themyscira and everything, I thought just like the women in general were really good in this movie. Yes. Like, highly. And, and I'm going to start with the youngest one of um, Lily Aspel or Aspel. Mm. who plays young diana so she played young diana in the first movie and in this one and she is phenomenal she is a beast i want to grow oh up to be God. her <laughs> legit she is such a badass yeah. i believe she did her stunts and... did she has done all of her stunts. like like i think gal Gadot mentioned that like in like twitter it's like she did all of her stunts. she is oh my God. She, she is like the future of the film industry i'm like i, I believe it she was really really good wow but on top of that it's like gal Gadot. I love her as Wonder Woman. Currently, I, really like I can't see anybody else as Wonder Woman. Exactly. And that's, so... that's what the biggest thing about casting in general is like when you have someone who takes a role and is like, I don't see anyone else doing this better than you. That's when you know you landed it. Right. So... Think about how many Batman there are. Exactly. Like how they that's... keep re-rolling the Batman. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, yeah, yeah. Christian Bale was amazing as Batman. I'm like, yeah, so was Michael Keaton. I, I, I honestly thought that Ben Affleck did a decent job too, but it was just really rough movies in general. Yeah. Like that was the only downside. Again, it was more the writing than anything else, but I thought he was a great choice as Batman now that I saw it. Mm-hmm. And now we have Robert Pattinson. There's a lot of people. It's like they made Batman into the James Bond of superheroes. Oh, I was like, is this Hamlet now? Like <laughs> everyone has to play Batman? I guess so. I don't know. And then, uh, oh, the last woman, uh, Kristen Wiig. I loved her. I thought she did a really good job. It, and it feels weird when the villains have more of like a character development throughout the movie than the main title. characters. Yeah, the main character. You see the transition of like awkward first moments. Like, okay, we see what they want. Mm-hmm. We see how they get it. We see how it destroys them. They, they kind of got to explore their, their characters a little bit more than Steve and Diana got to. Yeah. Which was a little odd to to have that happen, but luckily they got has like a, almost a full arc. I just yeah. feel like we got we got sidelined because mm-hmm. I don't think we know the full ending to Barbara and Cheetah. Yeah. I'm I'm pretty sure if they don't bring her back in the third one, it, I think that would be a big misstep, and they definitely should, and they definitely could. I I'm kind we, of hoping for it because they really left it yeah. like very loose. All we see is her. What people say is denouncing her wish, and I don't think she did. Mm-hmm. Her wish got destroyed because her second wish got destroyed because he renounced his, but she technically still had hers from the first one. Yeah, but that's not how I. Okay, wait. We also don't know how the rules work for this wish thing. Oh, that that is part of my let's 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 get to the good points first. Sorry. Yeah. All right. Wait. I actually came <laughs> up with a third good point. Okay. In good. The middle okay. Of all that. Perfect. Okay. All right. So again, second good point. The women were great. Kristen Wiig was great as Barbara Gal Gadot. I, I still love her as Wonder Woman. And Lilia Spell, she's awesome. I want to see her and the girl who plays Judith Grimes in Walking Dead, like have like a little buddy mm. buddy movie together because she's really freaking good too Ooh. as Judith Grimes. That'd be awesome to see them in a thing, like as like for like a kids movie. It's like, oh hey, the next freaking like Shark Boy Lava Girl movie. Let's put them in that now. Oh, let's give wait. them a spy. <laughs> let's give them a spy kids. kids. And and give them a movie together because they are badass. <laughs> I mean, Robert Rodriguez is doing a sequel for We Can Be Heroes, so you know. Let's Rodriguez get more Pedro and... Pascal. <laughs> We're not okay. Wait, do you want me to go into my last point or my second point? <laughs> I'm assuming that your third point has to do with him, so I'm just gonna of say let, let's let's pump the brakes on that and okay. then let's go with your second point first. Okay, go. so my second point is I love all these freaking costumes in this like every, yeah yeah he kind of goes alongside with your steve trevor um like scene but truly like one of the most stunning things was the decision of the, what people were wearing the wardrobe department was solid i think everyone wants diana's white dress from like the party <laughs> even like kristen wick's character i love her like outfit when she like drops her suitcase like that was cute as yeah hell. it gave it the 80s vibe with all the outfits and stuff like that and that we're like okay What's something that's less cringy from the 80s that people can still rock and like, oh, you still look good. It's This is kind of like a timeless look. I think they had like a good time like researching and mm-hmm. doing things like that. Even when the cringe like man that Steve Trevor like possessed, <laughs> that guy came back. I mean, his wardrobe was still like decent. Like I'm, I agree. I think that people now and today would still wear it. Like it's fine. It's I, somewhat timeless. 
I can see like a hoity-toity hipster kind of work, rocking. When you look at it, it's really just like a puffy button down and a scarf. Yeah. That's really all it really is. And then like the only, I think the only awkward thing is like the random belt that's not really attached to a thing. It's I just, hate that. Like, <laughs> that's so much. I mean, it's again, it's the 80s. The 80s had workout belts that was like, you're wearing spandex. Why do you need a belt? Yeah. I think this is like very minor, but I love that that guy apparently had more than one fanny pack because in one scene he has the like Amer like Steve has the American yeah. flag, and then in the next scene when they're outside in DC he has like a normal looking one. I was yeah. like, wait, so what was the decision between going with an American flag and a solid colored one? I just got hung up on the fact that Steve also thought that it was America issued. Oh like, no! I'm like I caught that like the second or third time around where I'm like, oh wow, he doesn't realize that it's just a thing you can buy at a, at a mall. He thought that it was like oh I yeah, mean, government issue because soldier. Like <laughs> yeah. Also, like, did malls exist like in the twenties? I don't think ma- malls existed because I, I don't think so. Think. And like they they became huge in the eighties, so that's yeah. why it was kind of. I guess kind of nice to kind of put a scene in the mall, even though I have opinions about that too. So like wardrobe for you, that was your third, right? Love the wardrobe. So again, everything's kind of like a little bit adjacent to each other. Just overall, I love the cast. Even like Pedro Pascal did great in it, even though he played like the world's worst dad. He went from best dad to worst dad real quick. And I'm pretty sure your third point is Pedro Pascal. I'll let you, I'll let you (laughs) run with that more. We have to toss this out there. They finally brought in Linda Carter yes like yes i'm surprised it took them till a second and we only got like a glimpse of her eyes in a scene and then there she is in the post credit scene but to finally bring her back and now it seems like she's going to be a big role in the third great move on their part i'm so excited for what she may like be doing especially yeah. i agree with like an earlier point you had made where i think that this is a stepping stone mm-hmm. for like the bigger thing at the very yeah. number three and i can appreciate that they did give us the lore and backstory of Asteria already so like we can go in yeah. kind of knowing already for three mm-hmm. if she comes back but i want her to come back if they continue this move in the third one where it's like okay First scene opens with young Diana on Themyscira. This one starts the same way. And the third one, if they do a similar thing, or even it's like if she's a little bit older, if, if it's Gal Gadot as like still on Themyscira and then they're still learning more about Asteria, mm-hmm. I think that'd be awesome to like bring that back. And now we still get a lot more Themyscira. We still see that side too. And then it transitions to the rest of the film. But that's all speculation. We don't know what's going to happen in the third one. All right, wait. So yeah. you were saying the cast. The cast overall was just really good. Like, if you're looking at the main cast of Chris Pine, Gal Gadot, Kristen Wiig, and Pedro Pascal, those four, amazing. I think all of them did a really good job across the board. You got a lot more of an arc with Kristen Wiig and Pedro Pascal. You got to see their acting chops a lot more. But Mm -hmm. the on-screen chemistry, and they played this up really well of Chris Pine and Gal Gadot, I love that. I really dug that. If, if they took them out of a superhero movie and just put them in like a rom-com, I'd watch the <laughs> shit out of that. I'd watch that any day of the week. <laughs> Probably before Wonder Woman 84. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I really dug them. And like all, I'm a fan of all four of them. So, mm. And then again, to bring in Linda Carter, finally. They figured so, it out. I, yeah, I'm did. still shocked that they figured yeah. it out. And it was also nice to uh, bring back Robin Wright forgot about tossing that out there robin wright's phenomenal mm. like to see badass princess buttercup back in a movie princess buttercup she was princess buttercup that is my favorite movie of all time so i have oh to toss it God. out <laughs> that is a good reference so yeah cast a plus i will across i will agree casting is pretty good but i wholly loved the villains way more way more yeah and that's a problem when you go into a movie when when the main character is the hero can i just mention this just now and i hate making this comparison somebody else has told me that uh wonder woman is the dceu's thor and it's hard not to make the comparison for this movie also being like the second one but also like thor the dark world being one of the worst like marvel movies because if you if you remember that film that film is loki's movie that is yeah you, thor's movie you want to see loki a lot more than you want to see thor and like that arc of, of or his arc in general yeah yeah you mentioned it too where it's like 
I think I had like more of an emotional like reaction to Barbara because I think that they fleshed her out like pretty well in mm-hmm. the sense of like you see her growth from the very beginning yeah. to the very end sort of like yeah. the ending is still what the fuck but uh, <laughs> for the container that is Wonder Woman 84 it's like I think I learned way more about her uh, yeah. than I did with Diana and mm. I guess that's part of like my bad points where it's like why am I rooting for the bad guys um <laughs> they, they they put that in the honest trailer for Black Panther actually oh my god where it's like people loved Killmonger so much and you realize at the end of the movie he wasn't wrong it's like no! what happened at the end of the movie oh what he wanted you wanted to open up Wakanda to the rest of the world and help people out it happens he just did it in the wrong way Yes, that's that's like, let's not start wars, let's just help people, right? Like, he's doing it the wrong way, and then they were like, Oh, wait, um, we are we're actually backing the villain, let's have him choke an old lady so we remember who's the villain here. Hold on, (laughs) (laughs) like, that's the thing. I, I guess, like, my my third point really is like, I enjoyed the villains, and yeah, yes, I will put an emphasis on Pedro Pascal, not because I am a fan (laughs) of Pedro's, but because. I think that he really camped it up for this movie. And unfortunately, I also think that man's back is broken because he carried like a majority of this film. (laughs) Oddly enough, the first time I watched it, I'm like, why did you get him for this role? Right. (laughs) The more I watched it, I'm like, I'm glad you did. Because like he's super cringy in the first part, but it's also like, oh, this is an 80s businessman. Yeah. And I had to look this up. If you look at my Google searches, I have was Max Lord based on donald trump oh because they they kind of changed his skin tone a little bit where it looked like he was a little bit more orange he had like the side part blonde hair yeah a a legitimate line from the movie i'm i'm a tv personality yeah i'm I'm like like, freaking the apprentice dude yeah tv personality and now and you're doing like skeevy things on the side and what have you and then using the power of like influence across the world it kind of reminds you of like twitter a little bit yeah and then they didn't realize that either until they got to the white house scene and they're like oh um oops (laughs) so like apparently he was not supposed to be based on trump it was supposed to be gordon it was it's not even gecko no no it's not supposed to be gordon gecko either i watched i watched enough like pedro pascal like (laughs) interviews that it's he he thought it was gordon gecko but uh patty said that it's not supposed to be anybody like it's it's supposed to be like a mishmash of like a lot of things Mm -hmm. but i feel like we are so traumatized by donald trump (laughs) that we can't not associate it with donald trump yeah and it had to take me the second watch to be like oh yeah this is donald trump because like not only the aesthetics but if you think about it and you mentioned already where it's like the apprentice like he is a tv personality a con man fucking the art of the deal <laughs> type of nonsense like yeah. that that all started like coming back to me um but yeah i thoroughly enjoyed the villains yes pedro the description that he gave he was basically instead of everyone else is acting but he is like schmacting where he is what <laughs> he is like I can't do his inflections as well, but he is on that level of just going full camp. And that is mm. like, what I think that's kind of like why okay. I love the villains more because they leaned into that like ridiculousness. Mm-hmm. And if they didn't lean into it, it, I feel like the film could have been a little too, like taken a little too seriously. Yeah. And I think that's what they're doing just in general with the DCEU after Justice League. Mm. So yeah, your third one, villains. Villains. Vi- the villains were just soft. Villains slash Pedro <laughs> Pascal, which also leans into like one of my bads. <laughs> so why don't why don't we start there already? Let's let's just get right into it. So like you oh. had that transition. Let's go right into okay. it. You start with the bad ones, so then that way we have that flip flop. Okay. There you go. <laughs> All so right. For my last it. point, yes, I love I loved Pedro Pascal. I did not love Max Lord. <laughs> I yeah. <laughs> I think that he was incredibly weak. He, he was weak in the way that I could not believe that his son would be his saving grace. I could not believe that 
he could be redeemed at the very mm-hmm. end. Like it bothers I, the heck. I have that down as one of my points, and I I, I have multiple others, so I, it's fine. But just to touch base on that. I really think they could have used Alistair a little bit more in in making him the weakness. Because you got to think, he technically made a wish on his dad. Mm -hmm. He's like, I wish for your greatness. And then it in some way came true. Like, Did he become great? I can't tell. I don't know if he did or not. What is the definition of great? And that was part of how obscure that whole thing was, where it's like, does that just mean you made him stronger, that he can do these other things? We don't know. And that's a little confusing. Granted, you don't want to have to spell everything out for people. Mm-hmm. There is such a thing as too much exposition. Let's trust our audience to be smart enough to figure things out. At the same time, when you have to sit there and think about these things too much and have to really look mm-hmm. up things yourself, I feel like that's too much. You're not letting your movie do the talking. It is, it's yeah. like, it's very classic show don't tell. Not to compare, like, a completely different thing, but, like, if you look at the success of, like, The Mandalorian Mm -hmm. versus, like, how they do story, you learn in pieces and over time. Obviously, Mm -hmm. it's different from, like, a movie where you have a shorter amount of space, but, like, you grow deeper with, like, a character because they're not always telling you and talking straight to camera about yeah. like what they're thinking and feeling you look at the nuance with like what does his head nod mean it does he look a certain way that level of nuance gives you so much more than like talking to camera that, right that, that's also like my next bad point that i will talk <laughs> about later there's too many things where i want to say like oh yeah i'm gonna rewrite this because like you know clearly there are other people who are writers and like, you know, they are legitimate professionals and I am just a fanboy trying to say my piece about things, but. You're fine. If yeah. you have like an idea how to rewrite it, you wouldn't be the first person yeah. I have spoken to about this film. This movie felt like it was a first draft that needed a couple more eyes on it before it could be like a whole idea. Which is weird when you say that and there was three people who wrote it. It, it falls flat. It falls it very flat. Yeah. I, it also, it may also not be the writing. It also could just be like how they edited it because DC is notorious for having pretty bad edits. I feel like I keep adding to my pile of bad because I, <laughs> editing and like, oh God. Again, I have a long list of bad and multiple sub points to the bad of like, oh here's, here's one thing that was really bad. Here's another thing that was really bad. And if time was a problem and they had to, you know, condense certain things, like, there's a lot of things you could have condensed. They um, they also could have shortened the flying scene yeah. significantly. Like, I understand how emotional that scene should have been, mm-hmm. but, like, I did not want to see Gal Gadot, like, uh, make every face under the sun and doing, like, every, and like, every pose. flying pose possible, yeah. <laughs> I actually thought that they could have done a flying scene a little bit better, too, in that, like, if they saved the whole flying thing till the third movie, again, a brain hysteria into the movie a little bit sooner and then that's why the she armor is so fly. important it's like oh this armor has wings of course you can fly yeah here you go it's like if she used her lasso to like whip her way back to the apartment yeah. got the suit on and then tried to fly yeah so at least you have more of the armor in there because that was <laughs> cut that, short so quickly <laughs> i have a lot of questions about the inconsistencies of that armor yeah um and it might just be a part of, like, my next, like, bad point. Yeah. Wait, do you have... Am I next I, on the bad hold points? On. I, I kind of just want to call them out for the armor. Mm, yeah, I mean, that's no, one I'm gonna, of my next all points. Right, starting out, I was like, yeah, sorry. I'm stealing oh, it. Yeah. <laughs> so my first bad point is the armor. It seemed like they shoehorned it in so that we can lead into Asteria. But at the same time, you didn't really use it that much. And then it's like, oh, this armor protected her from the cast of 300. But then it got destroyed that quickly. Yeah. And then she discarded it that quickly. And then now I was like, oh no. So now she's just like using her whip again to fly around, which is really odd. The fact that she fought like Spider-Man so much, you know? I have a lot of questions about this armor and I know that it's very ish important in the comics. Um, So did you talk to your friend about the armor? Yes, hold on. It's like I pulled up an article about the armor. I just actually sadly never read it, but it kind of bugged me that like I'm I'm curious if they put it in the movie A again to like kind of tie in Asteria so that they have something to work with in a third one, but also B a toy seller. Mm. It's like, oh yeah, here's an action figure or here's like a Funko Pop of like something different. So it's not just her in a in this one suit. You also got this option. Like Oh, I did not ask him about the 
armor. I'm surprised. I think oh. I asked him more about Max Lord. Oh, and like okay. His, uh, and his involvement, because um, I, I think I was deeply, deeply shocked more about like who Max Lord was than I was. Yeah, that was armor. That was a weird hidden lead when it was like, oh yeah, we got Cheetah in here, like her big rival villain. She's in the movie, but she's kind of the secondary one to Max Lord. Yeah. Max Which Lord I didn't takes even... the center stage. And I still yeah. don't feel like he was very center stage. It's weird in the way that they introduced Barbara and then Max and they worked in tandem. And then by the end, they are both like, it's like the mini yeah. boss fight to the big boss fight. Yeah. And then like almost, and also for the sake that it's like, oh, he doesn't really have superpowers besides like the, the telepathy and the wish granting. Yeah. So for her to really struggle in a fight against him doesn't seem realistic. But she can't struggle against this person. It, it, <laughs> I, I mean, they have to have both sides of it. It's like, okay, well, you're going to physically beat them. You're going to emotionally and mentally beat them. And then there you go. This is why you're Wonder Woman because you, you're covering everything on all fronts. Yeah. But I don't really see the point of the armor other than tying in Asteria. Yeah, which is unfortunate because I'm like, you should have a lot more importance. And also, my problem with the armor in that final scene was you shouldn't have had her in a corner. As a cosplayer, we see where the armor bends, yeah, and and it's smushed against the wall now. I'm like, that's supposed to be metal. Hold on, yeah, I had (laughs) a lot of questions about that because I was like, why couldn't you have her like against like a railing? Use your damn lasso, use the other end of the lasso to hold onto a railing, and now you're like just standing there yeah so at least we don't see the bend and that that bugged me but it also could have been like you're not going to give her a metal suit that's very no, that's realistic. Foam. that is it's that definitely is... gonna be foam like, like that's the cosplay foam. mind knowing that but to see her slunk against the wall and then it bend and then guide down with her i'm like i was no. very confused by that i was staring at it i'm like did it fall off like that's all i kept thinking about it was no like, it was part of her... oh my god it went it in, was right? smushed like, it into the in? wall yeah like it just kind of like bent in and now it just seems like it's part of the shoulder. I don't know. And that kind of, that, that bugged me a little bit. No, I, I um, highly agree. That's, that's our bias though. That, that is, is a little bit of a bias. bias. That is a cosplay bias for sure. So yeah, I'm going to, I'll end my point there. Just the armor was just very underutilized and or just unnecessary. I, I agree. It was there and gave us some background of like how she found it, but like it didn't really like, entice me and it oh. made me mad like with the lore how Asteria fought against armies yeah. and it got destroyed by cheetah in a matter mm-hmm. of like two minutes and also just the advertising of it all where it's like she that is on every poster and every mm-hmm. trailer and mm-hmm. everything is her in this glorious armor and then don't need Goodbye. it okay armor. cool all right but yeah um you are up point to oh my um, god i don't know whether to go with uh one which one do i go with okay kind of leaning into what you were saying before about the end scene i did not like how much talking to camera was happening it just leans back into something we were talking about where it is show don't tell that is their main problem with this film where it's a lot of like telling you the truth is important. I wrote down so many quotes of like all the <laughs> preachy shit that they said during this film. In the first part alone at Themyscira, they have said at least three, three preachy quotes. I think Diana says, sometimes you can't see what you're learning until you come out the other side. Um, I don't remember if this was her mom or the general that says, greatness is not what you think. Truth is all there is. You are not ready to win. There's no shame in that no hero is born from lies there's a lot of like a lot of lessons that you are getting thrown at at the very beginning of this movie and i'm like why did we start here why couldn't we just start like either in the middle of action and diana gets to the point where she learns that this is the important thing Mm -hmm. um part of like all the promotional stuff that i had watched like in press weeks before i think patty jenkins was saying how the lesson in this movie is something that we need in 2020 and i'm like there was so much thrown at me what is the lesson (laughs) like what did i learn i don't think i learned anything so one of the articles i read essentially the message of the film was threefold it was absolute power can corrupt 
not taking shortcuts to achieve success and letting go of things that can't be brought back, which basically looks at all three of the main characters, Mm. excluding Steve. So it's like absolute power can corrupt being Barbara and Max, Mm. not taking shortcuts to achieve success being Max, and letting go of things being Diana. Yeah. But then again, like you said, it's like if their heavy lesson was truth, yeah, seems a bit of a stretch. It's all over the place for yeah. me. Where it's like they put the emphasis on truth, and I'm like, what is truth? And mm-hmm. what why is this important? Like it it did answer those questions, but at the same time, it's like you threw it at my face like way too early. And it made me uninterested in, like, thinking more about it deeply. Yeah. And by the time we get to the very end of the movie, it's like Diana's looking almost straight into camera and just telling you everything you need to learn about what this movie was about. I think that whole, like, looking straight into camera was on purpose. It was definitely, like, a choice of doing that. Like, you're going to pretty much look right in the camera as if everyone is seeing you say this to them in this world. Mm-hmm. oh like the world's in chaos we are now listening to this like glowing light of everything but now you're seeing who's on the other end of the glowing light and which is diana and now we see that on camera so i think that was honestly kind of on purpose i don't think we see her on camera to be fair we don't know no. how the particles work. oh no yeah sure i mean it, it was to give you that kind of vibe i think mm-hmm. of like it's a little bit more personal so it's not just a random voice in my head as an audience we get to see it and how it's all playing out and see like her emotion on her face or like how she's delivering this um and hopefully you know that resonates with like oh now i see why everyone's like i renounce my wish because yo struck me at my core Mm. which again is a little rough and and it's weird to be like you are kind of speaking to the camera because she's kind of speaking to the world so it kind of needs to happen but it's a little rough to have that be like oh well here's how we're gonna solve this big bad yeah that's kind of like why it also like felt very weak where it Mm -hmm. just like sure that's what they're going for but like in a film it's not that dynamic yeah in turn i also have like a lot of questions about how that machine works and a lot of it still isn't answered yeah <laughs> and particles it, it's all particles that quote unquote touches everyone is that really how we we said this before the internet is that how the, people said things like the amount Christ. of times that i heard max lord say I need to touch something like bothered the hell out of me. He said it at least twice. Maybe it's because it's like, oh no, it resonates with me. The fact that we can't touch anyone at this point. So now I'm like, I need to touch people too. I get it. This is why I understand you, Max. Oh, do, do you want to keep going? Do you have any more about your, your second point? Because um, it's kind of jumping into mine a little bit. And I don't No, I think you can jump your into toes. yours. Okay. No, you're good. So it's kind of harking back to something I said earlier where- okay. Everything is there for the sake of convenience, and it's not there out of logic. Hmm. Let's take the mall scene, for example. That whole heist was the dumbest fucking thing in the world. Hey, we're going to rob this, hand the bags off to the runners, but still stick around. Why? Your whole job was to rob the store, hand this off, and you should have been gone. Why are you still yelling from the other side of the mall? The kids playing in the street. You don't see this caravan. You don't hear these how explosions. Many kids, yeah, how many? Why was there so many kids in danger in this movie? I don't know. Stranger danger. <laughs> no one wants like, to grab like kids the, they don't know. The, no, but the little girl was having lunch with her mom. She walks behind the mom. Couldn't the mom kind of realize mm-hmm. like, oh, hey, she's too far away and she's not going to do anything? It's also like the little kids on the street. There's just a convenient tall pole. Yeah, there there is a power line right there somehow. Oh, and, and that's other thing. It's like, let's keep this a secret. You whisper it to the little kids, but then how is no other adult or their parents running up to her being like, Thank you for saving my children? And you just oh, yeah. get a walk away. Oh no, you're bleeding. You She's don't ble- want to help her. She just she just saved two children. You're like, how is no one gonna come to her at this point? It's like, oh wait, um, we can't get you there because you don't have a passport, but we're gonna commit a crime <laughs> and steal a jet. What happened to that jet afterwards? It's invisible. That's how another did they thing. find like, it? They, and again, like they left a lot of questions unanswered of like what happens to the jet. Oh yeah, like at a convenience, this one beacon of light that's in the middle of the room is now broadcasting to the world. Yeah, so um, what was the point of having one television in the middle of that room, no more televisions, and then Max walks into the beam of light? Yeah. And then that's how it works now? Oh, and also, oh hey, the world's in chaos. Like there is so much crazy things going on in the world. How are they writing about nukes already when the president just found out? 
<laughs> he just found out. How do they know already? Right. Like, do they all also have that board that has, like, nukes? Like, that's... I don't know. But it's like, was all that chaos based on their wishes? Because at that point, he wasn't broadcasting or anything. There was only a handful of people who had had wishes already granted. There's cows in the middle of this thing. All right, well, there's that guy's wish. But at the same time, why is everyone else kind of freaking out at this point? The other side of that is how did everyone decide to renounce their wish? There is no way in hell people would agree to renounce their wish. No matter how unselfish somebody is, it's very difficult to, for me to think about that. And I think that it was pointless to have everyone else renounce theirs. Mm. All you really need was him to. Mm. Like, it's the, well, it's let's, the let's, Yeah, let's look at it this effect. way. Yeah, it's the ripple effect of, let's say like the president, he renounced his wish, all the nukes were gone, right? right. That guy renounced his wish, those walls disintegrated. They are no right. longer there. Everyone's safe. But in that context it's like you're basically taking away that wish so all the other wishes that were spurred from this one should be gone now right and like that's why i kind of thought that barbara didn't renounce hers she just reverted back when max did mm. and i'm pretty sure that she still has the powers from before and she's still like slightly turning evil mm. and that she's still kind of super powered from her mm. first one initially and again another one out of convenience it's like oh you're only you only get one and yet she got a second one because he felt generous. Like, I'm pretty sure that's either paraphrasing or verbatim. I'm feeling generous. What's your second wish? And yet Alistair gets freaking no wishes. <laughs> Again, I don't understand how <laughs> Alistair is the catalyst for him to believe, like, to just renounce his wish. So, I don't so that was one it. of the things that I felt like could have been u- utilized better was. Ham it up. A- a- Give no, me Alist- more dad's son. Yeah. Alistair freaking, he wished for, for his dad's greatness. Why couldn't it have just been like, he got the power too. So now <laughs> Diana can use the little kid to kind of be like, oh, we're going to fix everything using with you son. with your son as another wishing stone. Hold and on. I thought that would have been really cool too. Where, where is the like island or whatever, what have you of thing? Because I don't know. Because my question, again, with convenience is how did they get from there to back to back. Alistair so fast. <laughs> yes. And, and again, it's all out of convenience and logic has gone out the window for the sake of, um, we need a plot point. We need something to kind of just let this happen. It, it just harks back to the inconsistency of things. It's like nukes were developed out of nowhere. This giant wall was created out of nowhere. But we're going to put Steve in this one random guy's body because we <laughs> want to do a swap thing. Can I bring something up in this like moment? Yeah, please. You've seen Full Metal Alchemist, right? Yes. I'm equivalent like, this... exchange. I equivalent was thinking, exchange. I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, the walls could have been easily explained when it's like the pyramids disappeared and those bricks were now the wall. Yes. That yes. would have been perfect. But then yes. it's like, oh no, but now we're going to just have nukes pop up out of nowhere. Like, Where did that also, come from? Also, in terms of like just the nukes, they blow up in the middle of the sky in like the middle of them towards their destination. Yeah. I'm like, wait a second. Did they blow How up? was there not? Wait, yeah, they did. Did they there blow was... up or did they just disappear? No, it looks like they blew up. It was no, very so... unclear. So radiation. Yeah. <laughs> We're talking about nukes. There's radiation, guys. Yeah. Unless it's a missile or whatever, but like it looks it, doesn't matter. it was in it's context of the nuke. <laughs> and I'm like, where is the equivalent exchange? Like that's that's again so, where the logic fails. So where the where the swap happened, I'm like, oh no, you need a body, and we just resurrected his soul. So I'm like, all right, so kind of help that you needed this man. Yeah, I mean, like I just like, glimpsed over an article of a bunch of Easter eggs they kind of threw out there. Mm-hmm. One of which was this guy looks almost exactly like the Steve Trevor in the Linda Carter show. So that was kind of cool. I can appreciate. Same that. time, kind of unnecessary. When now like we're doing a, a body too, swap for nothing. Too deep yeah. of a cut. Too yeah. deep of a cut, I think. So yeah, that's that's my point two, apparently. <laughs> Just point two. Point two. <laughs> yeah, so um, what is your third? Oh my gosh, hold yeah. on, wait. I want to go through all of my notes before I like yeah. look at this. I I have two last points and I don't know how to like tie them together. But like my honorable um, mention. I was going to say an honorable mention of the lesser of the two and then go with the better one. <laughs> okay. I, this is like not strong enough to like be like a huge point. So this will be the honorable mention. Okay. The fucking CGI. <laughs> the CGI is so yeah. cheesy. 
like her running in the scene in Cairo was so cringy like it took me out of that moment yeah so the whole thing was and I'm assuming this was the reason behind it was they were trying to pay homage to the Linda Carter show that's why that guy was there that's why certain things happened but then there's a reason why we don't do certain things anymore yeah there's a reason why we have developed other technologies or what have you yep. because things just doesn't line up. It's like, why are you going so much further when you're only doing a certain amount of steps? As this huge, like I'm a stickler for like how beautiful cinematography can be in films. Mm-hmm. That was not great. Oh, it and it also bad. like, not to also bash on like her weapon, but like it wasn't great on the lasso of truth either. Like if any moment of her just like spinning, I think it was, um, I'm trying to think if it's the White House or if it's in the mall where she first, like, you see her, like, lasso it like a cowboy. Yeah. It just doesn't look right. And for some reason, my brain goes to, like, Matthew Vaughn's Kingsman, Kingsman 2. Another, yeah. Not to reference another, another Pedro, Pedro Pascal, Pascal thing. He uses a lasso in that. He scene. uses a lasso like... in that movie, too. And that lasso is CGI and he's also mentioned that the lasso only goes up to like here on his hand. I can't tell if it's the lasso doesn't look fake in Matthew Vaughn's film or if it's that like Matthew Vaughn's film is filmed, edited, and like it looks a specific way mm-hmm. that it's believable to me as a yeah, viewer the, that it's fine. The realistic physics of it made more sense than her magic lasso. I mean, and it's tough when you have like a quote unquote magic item it's tough to have that because now it's just like, well, where's the line we have to draw with these physical capabilities? Like clearly the overall length of said item changes. I'm confused by that length. Yeah. Yeah. It changes when she needs it to change. And like the overall glow of it, it kind of threw you off a little bit too, where it's like, it's a little bit too fake. It's a little bit, they're trying too hard to make this look so special. It glowed, but it also looked like it was an overlay and it didn't look nat. Like, I know it's not supposed to look natural, but it just doesn't look right. It looks more out of place than it does yes. anything else. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, that's my stickler moment where I'm like, the yeah. CGI, like, I'm trying to think of, like, there is something that, like, I was, like, frustrated about with Marvel. So just to, like, lessen the blow of, like, how, <laughs> oh, no, how frustrating we're just, this was. So we're not just shitting on DC. There's yeah. another thing like, in Marvel. E- like, yeah. I want to, I want to like this because I thoroughly enjoyed Wonder Woman 1. It is by far, like, what keeps me in, like, watching, mm-hmm. like, DC. Like, I still need to watch Shazam, but, like, it kept me in. That like, one, and I honestly, I really like Shazam. Mm. So it's not like, they're not overall failing. They're just dropping the right. ball in certain places. Like, and I, I mentioned this in, in the, uh, in the teaser, there's a lot of expectations of this to be one of right. the best movies. And it fell short of that. We were hoping for a 10. We got like a six or a seven. And even though that's not horrible, it's just not what we wanted. Right. I I also think that the hype was a little too much for this film. Yeah. I felt bad because they did push this film back, I want to say three times. At and least I'm, twice. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think it was supposed to come out last year. So. Last year as in 2019? 2019, sorry. Okay. I don't know yeah. what year this is. It was supposed to come we're, out in we're, 2019. We're only a weekend, so I it's fine. It if, if this was still school, I'd be fucking up and like writing the wrong year every time. Yeah. 2021, <laughs> so so, who are they? Yeah. Um continue, sorry. It, it was supposed to come out in 2019. Gets pushed. I remember the date being June 5th, 2020. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately that got pushed again to because October. Of COVID. Yeah. Because yeah. of COVID and then they finalized it to Christmas of 2020. Mm-hmm. So it got yeah. pushed like multiple times. I am shocked and like, I'm curious like what went into the process of like what other edits but, happened. Yeah, and that's the funny part where I'm pretty sure, and I guess I'll, I'll, I'll finally use the uh, Batman Beyond as a reference. <laughs> I, they like, they mentioned it and I didn't even think about this, but that whole scene at the end where they where she sees the guy again mm-hmm. during Christmas time, I'm pretty sure they just put it there to make it like, oh, hey, we're watching this during Christmas, so I, here's a Christmas scene. I was curious if they yeah. reshot that 
specifically so, for this edit. Yeah, because if if you think about it this way, when was it initially supposed to be in theaters? Sometime in the summer, right? I you said what? sometime it's in supposed... June. No, correct? that's June June twenty twenty though. Twenty twenty, but then when did the majority of this movie take place? Summer, right around Fourth of July. Yeah, so that made it a lot better. Where it's just like, oh no, this lines up for the summer movies, or we're gonna make it kind of a summer movie. Oh no, it's during Christmas. Let's add a Christmas scene. Let's add an awkward moment between him and the guy. And honestly, and I got this is my honorable mention. Mm. How is this guy not asking her for her number or to take her mm-hmm. out for a coffee or something? You have one of the most beautiful women around at the moment, smiling at you and laughing and kind of like joking around and like she complimented you on your outfit i'm like how would you not at least try unless you're me and don't read signs and just feel awkward around pretty people and just be like <laughs> okay bye and just walk away slowly <laughs> if they fix that scene where he meets up with like his boyfriend across the park and they mm-hmm. and they kiss or something I'm like oh that makes sense but not just like an awkward walk away after like laughing exchanging of glances out of all the things in this movie, that was the most unrealistic thing that he wouldn't try a thing. That's just me, though. I'm sorry. Like I, that's my no, honorable that's mention. Fine. So. That's fine. <laughs> also, I had to look it up. It was yes. supposed to come out Christmas. They did not shoot this randomly in the middle of a thing. Really? So okay. it was supposed to come out. Hold on. It was originally announced for release on December 13th, 2019, before mm. moving up to November 1st, 2019, then delayed to June 5th. 2020 oh okay it's a little confusing a little bit yeah so they had that already in there they already had it in there still i think and again like you know trying to condense this movie down for time wise you didn't need that christmas scene i didn't understand the this is again i just did not understand the purpose of some of these additional scenes like are we supposed to learn more about diana as a character like did she grow but like if the lesson is that she grew why didn't she like take a chance on this guy like not only compliment him but like have you moved on yeah Yeah, like move on from steve i guess honorable mention part two it's like how did you not after 60 something years i I think so so this is gonna this is oh actually no this is not honorable mention this is actually gonna tie into my third point okay so yeah that's good is there anything else to your third point before we jump in um what is my third point? Um, oh, yeah, wait, okay, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, yeah, my sorry. actual third point. Oh, yeah, we never got to. We were just talking about the honorable mention. Yeah, that oh, was no. the other. Oh, we really, we went in on the honorable Oh, mention. that was rough. What was the honorable mention again? Hold on, I, we got the sidetracked honorable... a lot. <laughs> the honorable mention was CGI. Yes, okay, yes, the CGI was really rough. So, the, oh, another part of the CGI that was rough was um, Cheetah, which was, like, the, the oh, final fight. Where I'm like, you didn't need to... Again, why are you fighting like Spider-Man and you're thwipping around so much? Why couldn't this just be like a really cool choreographed fight? Mm-hmm. No, you're swinging around. So the entire thing has to be CGI. Again, you don't need the armor, right? Right. Why couldn't it have been a thing where the armor slowing her down even more so? So like not just jettisoning the wings, but like, oh, hey, I'm going to take off this arm piece, take off this arm piece. Like, and she then could be, be better than yeah. Asteria. Like, that yeah. could have also been part of the lesson. So then, like, when, if Cheetah's, like, really that fast, because you should be if your name is Cheetah. Fastest like, land animal. Let me, yeah, let me shed some of this excess weight, and now we can be, like, a little bit more toe-to-toe instead of relying on a conveniently laid or destroyed wire to shock you. Also, That's- how did she not die from that? Not, not Diana, like, Barbara. How is that possible? That is a live wire. I thought she well, killed her. And I think the only way to explain that would be she wanted Diana's greatness. That was her first wish. Mm. She wanted her greatness, not realizing that she had these extra powers. She's she's a demigod? So if, yeah. God, whatever. I mean, her father Zeus, right? Yeah. So she's lightning resistant and or, um, no, she's lightning proof, mm. which made Cheetah or Barbara lightning resistance so she only took 50 percent damage as opposed to the zero percent that diana got i'm gonna leave it at that i think that's the best way to explain it but at the same time feels like a stretch (laughs) it does even me even me me saying it i'm like it's the most stretchy (laughs) i am trying on that one the most stretchy that's that's logically i'm like okay this kind of works maybe a little bit not really okay so yeah cgi 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 was rough 
Maybe Good. this feels less of like a big thing versus the CGI now. <laughs> now that we already went hard into this one. <laughs> yes. The third point that I had was how yeah. unnecessary some people were to introduce into this film. My biggest okay. frustration, and I don't know if people have like talked about this. My biggest frustration is I don't think that they needed to add that like man who lives like next to the record store who just knows one very specific amount of knowledge about like Mayan history. Oh, These people yeah. work at the Smithsonian. Why is that not? <laughs> why is that not already in the Smithsonian? They work you, at like one of the How do you not most... have a connection? You need to go to a fucking club owner. <laughs> Where? Yeah, like a club owner. Like oh my why God. why did they need to add that? These this the Smithsonian is one of the most prestigious institutions of history i never thought of that point oh my <laughs> god well done oh my god i did not see that i didn't think of that at all oh my god holy crap i'm like my my worst thought about it is that they needed to add a person of color <laughs> not counting pedro pascal because he, and, that man was so white and not he, randomly changing his assistant from the like the Swedish blonde lady to, to like Emerson. a black guy yeah <laughs> to Emerson uh, I... which, which actually side note the entire time I watched it with my family we were kind of sitting there thinking why is his son Asian he's supposed okay. to be Hispanic right like here okay. he looks like my cousin <laughs> okay here's the thing about that I was never gonna bring that up because <laughs> I'm like oh I don't want to talk about this to, to finalize that point the actor who plays Alistair is mm. half Chinese and half Latin. I do not remember which one. I'm really sorry. So, I should okay. have remembered. So the the reasoning that I've heard is that um, his son is biracial. Mm-hmm. And uh, we don't know what his wife looks like. So I mentioned that too. And I said it to him. Like, we don't know what the, what the mom looks like. He could be half. He could be adopted. Or he could be Filipino. That is, also, <laughs> that is also like what I had asked Joe. Where I was like, is his son filipino because (laughs) but then when you think about it in the like worst ways being half east asian and half latin it's like yeah you get filipino (laughs) that could also just be our bias who knows (laughs) now we now you know we're filipino we have we have a cosplay bias we have a political bias (laughs) we have a filipino bias there we go we had the hat trick but yeah, yeah that is my that was my third bad point is that he was also like a very unnecessary addition and a scene because if they all seemingly work at the Smithsonian, they could have found that information out and they've already kind of used, I guess they kind of used that like plot, I guess, earlier with Barbara, her doing research and like throwing off that guy um, when she was looking at like slides and stuff, Mm. but that's still a resource and like you guys you work yeah. there you could have used that one random asian dude who was legitimately just eye candy for barbara apparently i mean like why are you here besides the fact that you kind of just look like a random bro yeah with your pop did he have a pop collar i'm pretty sure he did at one point oh i don't know i know my idea. brain is it's hurting fine. it's fine but <laughs> oh my god that's really f- i didn't even think about that one hispanic dude so your name is frank oh no but i'm lying it's okay Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh no all right i want to hear your third point it also kind of ties into the whole armor thing of this was just a money grab mm. my third point is why is it set in the 80s did this really need to happen because mm. when you look at it this way there was a big boom of 80s stuff with it and stranger things like and like even um isn't like the Gold- the goldbergs that show mm, did really well yeah. and that was is based on the 80s and they always do like little tropes to iconic 80s stuff if you're gonna do that lean so much harder into it i even looked up the soundtrack to this thing and everything was Hans zimmer which yeah. you know cool epic music you use three songs from the 80s all of which like, i had no idea what the hell they were where did they even use it because i don't even think i exactly heard it. yeah um the only one that i can really remember is the party scene with Diane in the white dress, mm-hmm. with Barbara walking in after her, they used a song there. And then, like, they didn't use any of the songs. It's like, when you're going through a mall, why aren't you using an 80s song? You have four random chicks doing aerobics in the middle of a mall and have a creepy guy watching them. Why didn't you put on Let's Get Physical? 
or something like that. You got to put on let get physical when she's about to kick the robbers. <sighs> that wouldn't make sense. You you got physical because you brought her in for a fight scene. But no, they just kind of shoehorned it in, and it's like this didn't really need to happen. Besides the whole, let's keep her a secret so there's no social media. That was like the only reason I thought of eighties. Yeah, looking for oil and stuff like that. That is kind of a thing. Always. Now? Yeah. <laughs> like, oil oil barons are still. That's been a thing forever. Um. Oh, and that was one of the things that kind of bugged me. And kind of going back to that Christmas scene. So like you you kind of mentioned this would have been a good like character growth of her being like I'm not gonna be so secret anymore. Let me take this guy out for a coffee or something. Mm-hmm. That would have been character growth. What would have been actually better for me and could have helped them lean into the 80s a bit more was like, why was she so hung up on Steve? After 60 plus years, she's still hung up on this one guy you met for a week, mm-hmm. essentially. I mean, I know it was a traumatic thing to bring people closer together and he risked his life to save her and everyone else. And that was really heroic. And that was a really big quality in him that made him appealing. I get that. But- after all this time, how have you not found someone else? And why couldn't it just been like, oh, instead of her eating alone at this one restaurant, it should have been one of those like old 80s dating videotapes where she's just going through a lot of really schmuck, horrible guys and they're really cheesy lines. And it's like, oh no, I see why you still miss Steve because he was really genuine and these guys are just duds. Yeah. A lot of duds. And you could have leaned into that a little bit. There's another 80s thing. And also, I I had a problem with them setting this thing in the 80s in the first place in the sake that for yet another movie, we know these stakes are not that high. Yeah. Like, we know you're okay because you show up in the 2010s, whatever, however you want to say that decade. 2010s. The The 2010s. We know you're okay because you're here. So to set something again in the past, it's like, we're still going to go along for the ride, but we know that you're going to be fine. We know that you figure this out and then everything's going to be okay. It's just the the need for the 80s wasn't there. Right. And if you're going to set in, lean harder into it. Right. Like, oh, wait, we showed you them all for all of five minutes. And that scene was just so kind of like, okay, cool. We get to see her again, fight for randos. Inconsequ- again, inconsequential people. Yeah. It just goes back to like my point where I'm like, what is the point of bringing these characters yeah. in for like one scene and the then only, calling it a day? The only thing that was like there as a setup was, oh yeah, they stole these artifacts for some reason. And one of them was the Dreamstone. Yeah. How so did like, they know what was in that? Like, how did like they know if, about like the black market? I think they were trying to do that when Steve and Diana go into Max's office mm. and they're saying like, oh, he's been looking for this for a long time. If he had like, a, like a sheet of like those four dudes hey, it would have answered the question cook. it would have been fine yeah instead of like okay well well that was a thing okay no it's not that's not possible because max is like a fraud he doesn't have the money to hire a henchman <laughs> i don't know maybe his tv personality was just that uh compelling <laughs> that they were just like yeah i'm, I'm down to rob i'm for here you. for cool. black gold even though they're like i'm not gonna go back and hold a little girl over the railing and i'm like all right, why are the why are the two guys yelling across the way and outing themselves? Like, why again? Why do you have to be there, bro? Inconsequential people yeah. that they did not have to bring in. Yeah, there's a lot of people who just did not need to really be there. But bringing it back to what I was saying, like the whole '80s thing was just it. It seemed unnecessary. Mm. They they could have set this at any other time, and everything that really played out kind of still worked other than let's not have her face on social media and then at the same time like that plot point did really didn't need to be there in general like mm-hmm. it, it, in the first it didn't have to be there but yeah um we hit our three points right we good here so. all right so overall <laughs> overall how watch it on once this? watch it yeah. once get through it i think it's still worth it overall i don't hate it i really don't now that I've seen it, I'll still probably stop it at the White House. Mm. And then be like, I know how the rest ends. It's cool. <laughs> yeah. I still think that it is a fun movie mm-hmm. if you can suspend your belief long enough. If you can just see it as just an entertaining two yeah. hours without trying to nitpick at it, mm-hmm. you'll have a good time. You just have way too high of expectations as most of us came in with it will falter so hard 
And I still think that like it does drop off in like the third act of the movie. I agree. After you see Diana like crying in the White House, I'm like, I'm done. I don't wanna, mm-hmm. that's too much already. Yeah. Uh, I don't wanna watch anymore. Yeah. I don't know. And the sad thing is like, there's still part of me that really wants to have a different opinion about this movie. <laughs> it feels like, and I know you have seen this, but it feels like Green Lantern to me. Were there problems? Yes. Was it perfect? absolutely not yeah. am i disappointed that i watched it no I'm, I'm actually i'm really not i'm i'm happy i watch it i'll put it on on a sunday afternoon maybe with, <laughs> with another group and either we you know mystery science theater this thing just make jokes the entire time and or a drinking game mm-hmm. sure sounds like a fun one you can make and it's like every single time you think that you can name a song that could go well with this scene take a drink <laughs> I don't know, because for something set in the 80s, how did you guys not lean into the soundtrack a little bit more? I feel like people can't be satisfied with, like, not having some recognizable song from the 80s. Like, I'm thinking about it this way, too, where I'm like, it's Warner Brothers. They have an entire division dedicated to their music. Like, you guys have the rights. I don't know why they didn't do more with it. Or if they were trying to be different, it's like, hey, you know how everything set in the 80s just lean super hard into this we're gonna take it in a different direction we're not gonna talk about the sounds. <laughs> we're gonna talk we're gonna, about visuals only we're gonna mention this is set in the 80s and then do nothing with it later on too many questions at this there point. are a lot of questions but all right that was our take on wonder woman 84 yeah we really appreciate you guys listening if you guys have any feelings if there's anything we missed If there's anything you want to comment on from what we said, feel free to reach out to us on social media and on Instagram. Um, Kim, you have all that information, right? Because I do not. I'm sad because we can't get the same one for both. But on Instagram, you can find us at at moviemasochists with an S. And on Twitter, you can find us at at moviemasochists singular with an underscore at the end. Because underscores. Yes. You know, said the guy with three in his Instagram handle, but eh, whatever. (laughs) I have one in my Twitter, so I can't complain. (laughs) But anywho, find us there. Keep the conversation going. Be on the lookout for the next teaser. And thank you for listening. For that, I'm Joby. I'm Kim. And we'll see you next time. (laughs) 